If you have your Bibles open, turn with me to Psalm 138, verse 8. Psalm 138, verse 8. This is also the word for November 2019. We're going to meditate on this passage and see what God has to say to us today through His word. Psalm 138, verse 18. If you're there, I'm going to read this passage for you and then we all can read this together. Psalm 138, verse 8. The Lord will work out His plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon me, for you made me. Can we all read this together? The Lord will work out His plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Amen. Can we give the Lord a clap offering for this word? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I love this verse. I love this verse because it reminds us of the way we need to live our life in Christ. Amen. Because it's so often easy to somehow live, somehow survive, somehow keep moving on. Because many times there is a fear that grips our life. This is one kind of fear that tells us that one day we might fail. One day we might fail. So sometimes, you know, when we look at our Christian life, there might be this one week in our Christian life where we would have started with a lot of prayer, you know. Monday begins with great time of prayer. Tuesday, wonderful time of reading the word. Wednesday, heavens come down. Thursday, some wonderful things happen. And as you're going through that spiritual renewal, spiritual reawakening, somewhere in your mind, this thought will creep in. This thought will creep in telling, I, I, let me see how long you're going to be like this. Because one day will come when you won't read the Bible. One day will come when you will fail in your spiritual life. I don't know if you have ever encountered such thoughts. I have. In conducting the church and leading the church for the past three years, somewhere or the other, you know, some thought, thought will creep into my mind. What if your church never develops? What if the church remains like this? What if you are a failure? And this fear always tells us that our life is over. That one day we're going to fail, one day we're going to fall apart in our spiritual life. And these thoughts can really bother you. you know, these thoughts can really bother you. No matter what you do for God, there is sometimes always this thoughts of failure and fear looming over our life. When we look at the promises of God and the promises that God has given us specifically, we might have this thought that maybe it won't come to pass. Maybe this won't happen. Maybe the promises I receive would not be fulfilled. And let me tell you something, the enemy uses such fear, the enemy uses such thoughts to put hopelessness into us, to tell us that we can never make it. And interestingly, you know what will happen to us? It will be so easy to listen to negative thoughts than to the positive ones. Have you ever noticed that? Negative, negative thoughts are so easy to think about. Positive ones take some effort. It does take some effort. In fact, thinking positive thoughts takes more effort than any negative thought. That is why it's easy to gossip, easy to talk about someone's failure, but hard to appreciate someone. It's easy to judge, easy to be judgmental, but it's a little difficult, takes effort to be more welcoming. It's very easy to entertain thoughts of failure and, uh, and that we would never make it than 
thoughts of victory, it is because of the fallen nature of humanity. Fallen nature of humanity is such that negative thoughts always have a big place in our life. And it always takes more effort to think anything positive. I remember when I got married, three days later, my family and I, we were traveling to, a uh, couple of days later, after many, after many days, we were traveling to Goa for a honeymoon. You know, it's, it's a joyful time. And on the way, my family opens up an article in my phone and she shows me this article from Wikipedia. Uh, and she tells me that I have this, 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 and so we won't have a child. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I told her, you know, don't worry. God has given you to me. He has planned everything perfectly. Don't worry about anything. I said that, you know, I boldly spoke. A couple of weeks later, I had a thought in my mind that I will never be a father. See, even before anything happens, negative thoughts will come and attack us. And when it comes and attacks us, it will paralyze us. It will almost make us feel like we are done and that we have already failed. But you see what God has done in our life. A couple of months later, uh, uh, I think seven months later after our marriage, we figured out my family is pregnant. And lo and behold, this boy pops out, <laughs> enters into the world. Fear will tell us that our life is going to be a failure. Negative thoughts will tell us that we are going to fail in life. As we look at this verse, the psalmist was going through a very similar situation. He was struggling with thoughts of fear. He looks at his spiritual life and he thought to himself, maybe I won't make it. Maybe I won't make it to this finish line. When he looked at the promises of God, he had this thought that maybe it won't be fulfilled in my life. He struggled with fear. And as we, look, as we look at the psalmist, the psalmist does something different than everyone else. You know what he does? He fights against fear. Many times when fear comes to us, we welcome fear, we put a chair for fear, we have a conversation with fear, we entertain fear in our life. That is why many of us are living a very paralyzed life. But you see, the psalmist, when he experiences fear about his spirituality, fear about the promises of God, he stands against it by saying the statement, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. You see the way he handles it? What does he say? He's combating his worst fear, saying, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. Many times we give in to fear. That is why we may feel like we are a failure. But as we stand against it in the name of Jesus and declare saying, God will do this for me, fear will have no room in your life. Amen. Let, let's look at this statement. Let's explore what the psalmist says. He says like this, Lord will work out his plans for my life. If there is one thing you can do today, that is I want you to memorize this verse. Remind yourself every day that God will work out his plans for your life. This statement is a statement called the confident declaration. This is a statement of confident declaration in God. Now basically the psalmist is declaring that no matter what he is struggling with, no matter what fear he has in his heart, in spite of all the thoughts of failure he is battling with, his confident declaration is this, that God will fulfill his plans for my life. In fact, if you look at this theme, this theme is quite prominent throughout the Bible. Confident declaration is a statement you make when everything is against you. 
when you are drowning in fear, in those moments you will say, I know it's difficult, I know it's tough, tough, but God is doing something. We see Job says this in his life. We see in Job chapter 23 verse 10, he says like this, but he knows the way I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Now most of us know what Job was going through. Very severe condition, very severe issue. He was go struggling. He lost his, his children. He lost his property. People came, raided, took away his positions. And what does he say? Does he curse everyone? Does he curse God? No, he says, I know what God is doing. And I, God knows what I'm going through. And one day, he will refine me as gold. In other words, this was a statement of confident declaration that though my life can be crappy, <laughs> though my life can be terrible and miserable, but guess what? God is doing something new. Guess what? God is up to something in my life. When David found it difficult to keep his faith alive, when he was facing challenges in relying on the promises of God, when fear was plaguing his heart in those moments, he says, God will fulfill his plans for me. God will fulfill his plans for me. When we look at our spiritual life, uh, this, this past week I was watching about Kanye West. It's the biggest trending story. And, and I was just studying about this man's life and try, trying to see you know, if he's really genuine and all of that. And I, and I found it genuine if you ask me. He's truly, uh, genuinely following Christ. And as I was you know, listening to him, the next thought that struck my mind was this, bro, I hope you don't fail in your spirituality. <laughs> That's how the human mind is. That when we see somebody growing, instead of appreciating them, we're always there to tell them, hey, I hope you don't fail. I, don't, I hope you don't you know, lose it somewhere. When we think of a spirituality, there's always a challenge sometimes because there will be so many things that will come against us. Sometimes we might wonder, will I be the same always? Will I be passionate about God always? What if I lose my faith? What if this happens to me? What if that happens to me? The psalmist was struggling with the same kind of thought. And in that thought, in that moment of fear, he stands and says, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. Now before I go into talking about what this actually means and what this contains, I want you to know something. That there is no reason for us to live in fear. There is no reason for us to live in all these negative thoughts that are plaguing our heart because God never designed us to live in fear. If you look at 2 Timothy, it says like this, that God has not given us a spirit of fear. But many times, what do we do? We entertain fear in our life. Fear is occupying a room in our home. We enter into our homes and then we wonder, Lord, how am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to do that? We wake up in the morning, we don't have peace in our heart. Do you know why? There is fear. God didn't design us for that. God didn't design us to live with fear. But we have entertained fear into our life. And so every step we take, we feel like maybe I will fall. Everything we do, we will feel like maybe I will fall. But as we look at the psalmist, he fights against that fear, fights against that doubt by saying, God will fulfill his plans for my life. There is something about fear we must understand. I want to give you this analogy about a tiger. If you've ever seen Discovery Channel and see a tiger charging against its prey, 
uh, running towards a deer or a or any other prey, uh, it's a very exciting movement because the cameras are you know, moving and there's music and there's a lot of things and finally, tiger gets what it wants. Now, there were scientists who were trying to research and see how the tiger catches its prey because one of the things that the tiger will do is that it will spot its prey and when it starts running, it will start, it will give a loud roar. It will make a loud noise. Now, researchers are trying to find out what, can, what could be the thing about this roar they found out that the roar of a tiger has two levels of sound. Two levels of sound. The first level of sound is the one that you can hear. The second level of sound is the one that you cannot hear. Now, you know the human hearing is about 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. And there are sounds that can come below 20 and above 20k. Okay? And so when the tiger lets out the roar, there's an inaudible sound that will come that you cannot hear but you're, you can feel it. And that sound is the one that will freeze you for a couple of seconds. So when a tiger is, I, I don't, I, I don't worry, tiger will not run after you. <laughs> just, just imagine if it were coming after you, the roar of a tiger can paralyze you for a couple of seconds. And that couple of seconds is good enough for the tiger to attack you. Because all of a sudden what it will do is, it will stop the prey wherever it is because of its sound. So the prey, the deer or the animal will feel like it's already attacked even before it is actually attacked. And that is how fear works in our life. Even before anything happens, fear tells us we are done. Fear tells us we are over. <laughs> Nothing might have happened actually. But we will feel like I am done, my life is over, this is the end. But God says no, you are not yet done. Don't give room to fear. And you see the psalmist making this strong declaration saying, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. You may have begun this year 2019 with great plans, but you look at the past 10 months, nothing much might have happened. Now in the 11th month, you may feel like a failure and you will have these thoughts saying, 2020 is going to be the same. Thoughts may creep into your mind saying, your life is going to be like this forever. Don't give in to that fear. Rather say, the Lord will fulfill his plans for my life. Look to your neighbor, look to the person next to you and say, Lord will fulfill his plans for me. Okay, let's just change it. The Lord will fulfill his plans for you. Amen. Many of you are telling me, thank you so much. <laughs> Everything can seem hard and difficult around you, but remind yourself that God will fulfill his plans for your life. There is a reason why we must say this statement because there is a power to the statement. Because this statement in Psalm 138 verse 8 contains two simple yet a powerful truth. The first truth is this. Concerning our spirituality, the first truth is this. That God is the author and the finisher of our faith. When we think of our spirituality, when we think of our spirituality, the beautiful thing about Christianity is that it is a journey where God leads you. Think of this, you know, you get into a bus, go, go to the bus stop, you get into the bus, you get into the bus and sit in your seat. Do you ever kick the driver away and say, go, let me drive? <laughs> Don't do that. Driver does his job of taking you from that place to another place. Your job is to sit. Our spirituality is very similar to that. We make an effort. We say, Lord, I'm coming to you. We surrender our life to you. But once we get on with Jesus, he leads us every day. 
he leads us every day. I, I love this statement, this man said like this, Joseph Excel, he said, is there a religion that you're following where you have to put in all the work to progress? He says, get out of it. Because there is a walk of faith where you get into it, Christ leads you. You see how beautiful it is? If we live with this thought that Christ is the author of my faith, that he begins and he completes, we won't worry about what is going to come in our spiritual life. We won't worry about the things that can shake us down. That is why Romans 8.38 says like this, what can separate us from the love of God? Why does, why does Paul write like this? Because it is God who is guiding our spiritual life. Because God is the master of our spiritual life. And so when the psalmist, David, is struggling with the same thing, maybe I'll fail in my spirituality, maybe this will happen to me, he's reminding himself that God is the author of my faith. Whether you know this or not, you are here in church because of God. You may have thought, you know, you just got ready in the evening and, and you came here, but you may not realize that God prepared your heart so that you can get ready to come here. If God didn't really work in your heart, you may not have showed up in church. You may have slept throughout this evening. You see, there are ways God works in our heart. There are ways God leads us that we may not even realize, simply because he's the master who leads us in our spiritual journey every single day. Many times we worry because we think, maybe I will fail in my spirituality, simply because we think, I lead my spirituality. I don't lead my spirituality. I am not the master of my spirituality, God is. That is why Hebrews reminds us that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Paul says to the church at Philippi, Philippians 1.6, he who began a good work is faithful to complete it. Who is the beginning of your salvation? God. Who is the one who leads you? God. Who is the one who completes it? It's God. And if it's God through every step, guess what? You are not going to fail. Guess what? Your spiritual life is going to be built on the solid rock that you will not fail. Your faith is going to be strong because God is the one who is leading your spiritual life. And this statement reminds us that storms may come, doubts may fill our heart, but God, if God is the one who is the author of my faith, nothing can shake me down. Some days you may wake up in the morning, you won't feel like praying. You won't feel like worshipping God. Some days you may feel like you're too far away from God. But here's what you have to understand. When God is leading you, your feelings might say otherwise. Your feelings might say you're far away. But guess what? Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Let, let's turn to Romans 8.38. It's a beautiful verse that we have to remind ourselves every day. Paul says like this, Romans 8.38, he says, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from what? From God's love. Verse 39 says like this, no power in the sky above or in the earth below Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Christ Jesus, our Lord. Christianity is a religion where God leads you. You don't have to lead yourself. You just have to get on, get on this bus, get on this transport that God is leading you. Be there, surrender to him, live there for him, 
God leads you through every step. God leads you through every step. One important thing we have to understand is that as we journey with Christ in our spirituality, we live by grace. What do we live by? We live by grace. We grow in a deeper relationship with Jesus by grace. We grow in a deeper walk with Him because of His grace. We worship Him because of His grace. We are sustaining because of His grace. And follow God, He will lead you through. No matter what doubts you may have in your spiritual life, no matter how you may feel like you're falling apart, remind yourself that my spirituality is in God's hands and He will lead me. Though it might be difficult right now, though I may not feel like it, God is going to set everything right one day. Amen? Amen? There is no reasons, reason for us to entertain thoughts of failure, but rather you have to live with this thought that God is there for me and so nothing will separate me from Him. Separate me from Him. Follow God and He will lead you through. Amen? Are you with me? The second thing that this statement contains is this. Psalmist says, God will fulfill all his plans for his life. And the, the second truth that we can take out of that, that phrase is this, that God will never lie. God will never speak a lie. There will never be a day in your life where God will tell you, I'm sorry, I forgot to keep what I said. I'm sorry, I... I said it, but somehow I missed it. Someone said like this, when Jesus was on this earth, he never said, I'm sorry. Though he was 100% human being, when Jesus was on this earth, he never said, I apologize. There is nothing that God did that he had to ask a sorry. That's the nature of God. Because when he says something, what does he do? He keeps his word. Now, in the context of this verse in Psalm 138, verse 8, Psalmist had this doubt. Now he was battling through something. God had given him a promise. Now what was that promise? In 2 Samuel we see where God speaks to Nathan the prophet, tells David that David, your throne is going to be established forever. Now David as a king had his sons. David as a king sees his sons and wonders, okay, I hope this fellow is not going to fail. I hope you know my kingdom somehow survives. He, he would have had all these practical thoughts about, because he looks at his son, they are not like him, you know, their spirituality may not be like him and he might be wondering, what if this promise never comes through? What if my kingdom is not established forever? And in those moments, instead of giving into those doubts, what he's doing is that he says, God will fulfill his plans for me. And you look at the, the kingdom of uh, Judah, Many of the kings that came after David were notorious, were against God. But one of the things that God repeats over and over again is this, that because of my son David, because of my son David, I will give the, the family line of David a seat, a place in the kingdom, because of my son, because of my son. What we see here is that when God says a word, he will keep it. He will keep it. Even when people are unfaithful to him, he keeps his word. Even in our unfaithfulness to him, he still remains faithful. That is why there is this nature of God that he never lies. Numbers 23 verse 19 says like this, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, 
so he does not change his mind has he ever spoken and failed to act has he ever promised and not carried it through psalmist had this confidence that god has given me this promise and he's going to fulfill that pro- promise in my life because he knew that god will never lie neither will he change his mind he has never failed and he will never ever fail in my life and so he says i'm confidently going to declare that god will fulfill his plans in my life sometimes you know we fail to believe in god as if god fa- has failed us before we fail to believe in him as if he failed us before sometimes with our friends we don't trust one person when they have cheated us once or they have failed us once we are hesitant to put trust in people who have failed us when it comes to god sometimes we do the same as if he has failed us before we doubt in him as if he has failed us before but guess what his word says he has never failed even till today if there is one person who has never failed in keeping his word that is god alone and when god says something to you he is going to do it he's not a god he's not a man who will change his mind the numbers 2319 puts this question has he ever spoken and failed to act what is the answer what is the answer has he ever spoken and failed to act in your life no and he will never ever fail never ever fail then why do we lose our trust in god why do we lose our hope in god there is no reason to lose it because he is the faithful one and that is why the psalmist declares that though it seems doubtful to me guess what god is going to do it because he is faithful and he will never ever lie or never ever change his mind as we look at our life today we might be going through some times of pain and heartbreak we might be disappointed with people feeling as if our life will be the same forever and i believe this god wants you to know something very important that he will always keep his word he's the author of your spiritual life and he's the keeper of promises if he said it he will surely do it why why do we give room to failure why do we give room to thoughts about failure why do we ro- give room to fear in our life remember this that god will never fail you neither will he abandon you you look at your spiritual life your spiritual journey remember this he started this work in you if you are able to serve god if you are able to stand for god if you are able to follow him in spite of all persecution that you face remind yourself this he started this journey and he will lead me to the finish line we don't have to be the master of our own life we cannot be god only can be let god lead your spiritual life and when it comes to promises remind yourself that he is faithful he is faithful and so as we meditate on this verse psalm 138 verse 8 it reminds us of two simple truths a powerful truth about god that is god is the author of our faith he is the starting point he is the one who also completes it and second we see this truth where god will never ever lie i don't know what fear you might have given yourself into but remind yourself that 
everything is going to be all right i remember when my family was in the labor room she entered into the labor room at 8:30 in the morning and uh, she uh, jeremy was born at 8:25 pm and it's it probably the longest i've not seen my family <laughs> uh at that time because we've been together for uh, never traveled without her and so and and you know as i'm sitting outside the labor room uh, seeing people go in and out and uh, thoughts starts it are coming what if something some complex thing happens or there's some uh, some issues come up what if something goes wrong what if something goes wrong the enemy uses opportunities like that to tell us things are going to go wrong things are going to ro- go wrong but god reminds us through his word saying i am going to fulfill my plans in your life and what how are god's plan it's the perfect one Uh, Psalm 138 verse 8 if you read in the NKJV translation it says like this that God will perfect everything every plan concerning me they say perfect every plan concerning me when God's plan comes to fulfillment in our life it will be the best one ever best one ever we will think maybe we will fail maybe something will happen God says don't worry i have taken care of everything he is the god who goes before you you may have taken one step god has already taken 20 steps worked out all the details for you and you just have to walk and do what he wants you to do let us not depend on ourselves too much let us not look at ourselves too much but rather let us say god you lead me i follow let us remind ourselves that he is the keeper of promises has he ever said and not done anything no he will do it just as he said amen but when we close our eyes stand up in prayer